Let's all stand up. We want to welcome all our campuses and all the brothers and sisters in prison and jail, juvenile jail, and all the brothers and sisters are watching online in the military around, and everybody else around the world. Let's give them a big hand. God bless y'all. God bless you. Now, let me pray for us and when we get started. Um, today we're going to talk about the devil. And so we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to instruct us and open our eyes up to the spiritual realm and the spiritual battles that we fight every day. Can I get amen? amen. Lord, we thank you so much uh, for being God. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you are here. We acknowledge that you are our teacher. And so we invite you to speak to us. I pray you give us a sense of comfort to listen to your small, still voice in our heart, guide and direct my words, but also I pray that all of us would hear from God today and that you would equip us to fight the battle that we're in. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you move, if you can find someone that you do not know and that who does not look like you, look them in the eye and tell them God loves them. Amen? Amen. How many of you had someone say hi to you and you said, you look like me, I don't know why you're talking to me. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> um, we will do that every week, especially in the midst of what's going on in our culture. We need to pra- everything we practice here and learn here needs to be applied out there. Amen. We don't want to come in here and fake it, oh, praise the Lord Jesus, word, and then go out there and not do it. And so uh, it applies to everything we do. Amen. Amen. On the count of three, let's sit your Bibles up and say word, one, two. I was just checking, make sure you're paying attention. One, two, three, word. Very good. Turn to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. And today I want to do something different. I want to start with a quiz. If you are visiting, we are in week four or five, I can't remember, on a series called Kingdom Warriors. And so I just want to do a very quick high-level quiz on what this series is about so we can all get on the same mental, spiritual page. Can I get an Amen. Amen. In the spiritual world, there are how many kingdoms? And by the way, if you're new, I'm going to give you the answer and then ask you, so you know, the, the goal is to get you to get it, not to trick you. Uh, in the spiritual world, there are how many kingdoms? There are two kingdoms. There is whose kingdom? Very good. And D word, there is the other guy's kingdom? Very good. There's whose kingdom? And, the, and they are at war. They are at what? Very good. They're at war. So there's two, how many kingdoms in the, king, in the spiritual world? There is whose kingdom? And there is the other one's kingdom? And they were at? Very good. You are in a war whether you like it or not, and you do not have your own kingdom. Ooh. You are either part of God's kingdom or you're either part of Satan's kingdom. You do not have your own kingdom. If you think you have your own kingdom, you are deceived. The devil wants you to think it's your way. It's really his way or God's way. Okay, how many kingdoms? Ooh. Whose kingdom? Any other kingdom? How many of you have your own kingdom? Very good, very good, very good. A warrior is a relentless, trained, disciplined fighter. A warrior is a relentless, trained, disciplined what? A disciplined, trained, relentless what? It doesn't matter the order of the words. A kingdom warrior, kingdom of God warrior does two things, D words, declare and demonstrate. A kingdom of God warrior does what to the kingdom of God? 
talks about it and demonstrates it. Right. I, de- I talk about it. I share my faith. I pray for people. I encourage people. I speak life to people. Never death. Never criticism. Always positive. And, and I demonstrate the power of God, what he's doing in my life by being changed every day. And by praying for people, praying for people to be encouraged, healed, saved. And by the way, we'll do that in a few weeks. And it's not you. Don't worry about it. You don't have the gift of healing. You don't. The Holy Spirit does. And you have the Holy Spirit, so you got it. So don't worry about it. And so we, you are demonstrating the power of God. We're going to get to that uh, uh, in, in a few weeks. We're doing it every day. So the kingdom of God warrior, a kingdom of God warrior does what to the kingdom of God? Declares. Say declares. declares. Say declares. declares. And, and here's what we're going to talk about today. The kingdom of God destroys the works of the devil. Destroy devil. Say destroys. destroys. Say destroys. What are the works of the devil? If you do not have kids, you will experience this. They'll be, they'll be born, they'll be perfect, they'll be advanced, they'll be cuter than any kid in the world, smarter than any kid in the world, and everyone will roll their eyes, but that's what love is all about. You see things differently. They'll grow up one-year-old, two-year-old, then you'll send them to school. And they will come home one day hitting you. And you'll go, where'd they learn that? It must be at school. Then they'll go back and or they'll come home and talk back. And you'll go, where did you learn that? It must be at school. Then they'll say a word that they learned at school. Right, say amen if, you, if you've experienced this already. Amen. Or they, you'll, and you'll ask them, where did you learn that? Where did you learn that? And they learned it at school. They learned it at the park or whatever. They learned from some other kid. And, and you go, you didn't learn that in my house because you're the perfect parent. We all have perfect homes. So they didn't learn it at home. They must have learned it at school or at park. Can I get amen? God is looking at us going, where did you learn to be shamed? Because I didn't teach you that. And by the way, I didn't even create you to do that. Where did you learn to lie? Where did you learn to have doubt in my word? Where did you learn to be, feel condemned? Where did you get that from? The devil. God did not create any of that. The Bible says he created the heavens and the earth, created the fish, the birds, the bees, and the air, and he made man, he made woman, and he said, everything's good. Boom, I'm done. Drop the mic. So why is the kind of body, soul, and spirit up here? Why is it that we're full of doubt, condemnation, shame, fear, anxiety? Why is that? Kind of my body, soul, and spirit. Remember, we talked about we're all body, soul, spirit. The body is your physical body. Your soul is your mind, your conscience, your will, your emotions. And your spirit is your spirit, man. And when we are saved, we are born again, new creation, sealed by the Holy Spirit, made alive, seated in heaven in Christ. Christ lives in us. When you are saved, your spirit is 100% saved. You have the righteousness of Christ. You cannot be any more righteous in your spirit. Nothing can change. You are literally seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father because you are in Christ. That's a fact. That's the first baptism into the body of Christ. Last week we talked about the three baptisms. That's the baptism into the body of Christ. Then you have the baptism into discipleship where you go in water, your physical body. And then the third baptism, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is where we live, our mind and our soul and our emotions. So why is it if God didn't create any of that garbage, we have doubt? Shame, condemnation, anger, fear, blame. And this list can go on and on to the break of dawn. We all know all that garbage. God says, I didn't bring any of that. So we're going to look at a story. 
where all of that and more was brought into the world, not by God, but by Satan. And the reason it's in your life is because you and I are in a spiritual battle. And anytime you experience that stuff, you are being subject to a spiritual battle. And if you don't fight it in spiritual weapons, in a spiritual way, you are going to lose. Next week we're going to talk about how, what kind of mind a kingdom warrior needs to have because you have to make decisions every day to fight the battle spiritually. It has to be a decision. But if you don't understand what you're looking for and understand what the battle looks like, you won't make the decision. Or if you don't believe that what you're experiencing is spiritual, you won't make a decision to fight it with spiritual weapons. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. If it's making sense to you, okay. Ephesians 6.12 says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Understand this. What you're going to hear today is all the activity of demonic and satanic spiritual influences in your life. And I hope that you recognize these things as operating not only in your own heart and head, but in the people you deal with, because 100% of us deal with this. And when you're dealing with people, you have to understand you're not wrestling against people. There's a spiritual war going on in you and them and in your perception of what is even happening. And if you don't see that, you're going to start blaming people instead of fighting it spiritually. It'll make sense for you in a minute. Okay, let's read Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Okay, review. God created the heavens and the earth. He created the fish, the birds, the bees, the air. He made man. He made, whoa, man. He said, be fruitful and multiply. And everything was good. And there was no shame. Matter of fact, the Bible says they were both naked and they were not shamed because there was no sin. And then this happened. And then this happened. Chapter 3, verse 1. The serpent, the devil, was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, yo, girl, what's your name? (laughs) How many of y'all met that dude last week? (laughs) Y'all met that dude before. Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every uh, tree of the garden? But the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the trees in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat nor shall you touch lest you die. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a nasty woman voice. <laughs> the devil. The devil. The devil's names, I need the devil's names, the names of Satan and his demons indicate their activity. You will hear people say, you have a spirit of. And you might be tempted to say, oh, that's, you're, you're just demons everywhere. It's all throughout the Bible. Spirit of fear, spirit of infirmity, unclean spirit, spirit of uh, a lying spirit. This, it, those names indicate their activity, what they're instigating. And this is in your notes. The, the, the devil and his demons are your enemy. They are not your friend. Whatever they influence you to do, think, or say, it is because they hate you. The devil is a murderer, a liar, and the father of lies. Matter of fact, John 8, 44, let's look at it. He is a father of lies and a, and a liar. It says, when he, the devil speaks, a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and a father of it. He is a master of leading you to believe one thing is true when it is not. And a lie is not, you're six feet tall when you're really five two. I mean, that is a lie. But a lie is also, a lie is also hey, she likes you. 
just because she said hello and smiled. I'm talking to the guys now, ladies, this will go way over your head. Because you don't understand the diabolical craziness that goes on a guy's mind. Fellas, when a woman says hello and she smiles and flicks her hair, it doesn't mean she likes you. <laughs> Necessarily. <laughs> He's a tempter. He's a wicked one. He's an unclean spirit. He's a deaf and mute spirit. He can cause deafness and muteness. In the Bible, it doesn't mean when you're deaf or mute you have a demon. However, there's always a spiritual solution to every infirmity we have. Uh, spirit of infirmity. Jesus said this woman had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. She was bent over. He cast a demon out. She stood up straight. Spirit of error, untruth, inaccuracy. Whenever you speak inaccuracy, you bend the truth, you manipulate, you, you kind of shade. That's a, that's a spiritual trick of deception. Spirit of fear. We all talk about spirit of fear. Let's look at it. Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 15. It says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage and again the fear. Some versions say a spirit of fear, but then there it is, a spirit of bondage, again the fear. But you received the spirit of adoption, the Holy Spirit, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. How many of you have experienced fear before? <laughs> Very good. You're driving down the street. Nothing's going on. You're singing your song, da, 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 da. And the song ends right in the middle of the song. There's a pause. And all of a sudden you fear, feel fear. And you might not even know why. You, matter of fact, you may start speculating, my boyfriend's going to leave me. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to get a flat tire. Someone's going to get me. You, see, you don't even know what it is. And it's spiritual. So we all do it. Have it. Experience it. Accuser. Revelation 12.10. Satan is an accuser. And this is probably the most important one for us to understand. If you could put it Revelation 12.10. It says, then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, everyone say accuser, of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. Here's the accuser of our brethren. And this may be the foundation of all satanic activity. Three types of accusing. I'm going to accuse God as not being who he said he is to you. God's not faithful, he's not powerful, he doesn't love you. I'm going to accuse you to yourself. You're a hypocrite, you're a failure, you messed up, you don't, you're not, you're not uh, true to what you say, you're wrong. Or accuse someone else to you. They're a hypocrite, they're wrong, look what they said, they don't believe what they, and you just get tack, 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 tack. He's accusing and causing division between us and God, us and ourselves. You look in the mirror and you hate yourself because he says you got low self-esteem, you got low self-image, you're going to never accomplish anything. You're always late, you're always sloppy, you always say the wrong thing. That's an accusing spirit. And the more you interact with that accusing spirit, the more you're going to reflect that to other people. Because if you accuse yourself, you're just going to accuse somebody else the same way. That's spiritual. Because God's out here going, I'm not saying any of that to you. Let me be clear, none of that God is saying to you. Look at number one in your notes. A lying spirit. By the, by the way, uh, John 8, 44 says he's the father of lies. 1 Kings twenty two twenty two says it is a lying spirit. A spirit of untruth. It says in, in point number one in your notes, a lying spirit destroys or attacks trust in God and creates doubt in his word. The devil said, hey, uh, Eve, Eve, what did God really say? Let me ask you a question, church. 
If you don't read the Bible, memorize the Bible, study the Bible, understand the Bible, talk about the Bible, live the Bible, share the Bible, how are you going to know what it says? You're not, and the devil's going to twist it on you. And you know what? Because you don't know the Bible, you're going to go, that sounds pretty good. And you're going to believe it. Because it's almost the truth. Every single lie, maybe not every single lie, but most lies, the best lies, have a lot of truth in them. But they're not completely true. <laughs> there was a man walking down the street and someone said, a man robbed me. Well, that don't mean that man robbed you. It's true that a man robbed you. It's true that he had on a, on a, red, on a red shirt, red plaid shirt, blue jeans. I literally got taken out of a movie theater because I had a yellow shirt on. And, and me and my friend got taken out of a movie theater because someone robbed the museum and they fit out the description and one had a yellow shirt. It wasn't true. They let us go. Truths have lies in them. The devil's going to say, what did God really say? He said, Eve, what did God really say? Doubt. That's from God. That's from, the, that's from the devil. The Bible, men wrote it. It's 2,000 years old. There's a lot of mistakes in it. Y'all hear that argument over and over again. That is the devil instigated conversation. Number two in your notes. An accusing spirit calls God a liar and a lying spirit contradicts his word. Look what it says in verse 4. The serpent said to the woman, you will not die, for God knows in the day you eat, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And so, so he says to Eve, Eve, did God really say that? She says, yeah, I think he said, don't touch that tree, don't eat it, and I can touch everything else. And he says, no. God lied to you. God's holding out on you. He's accusing God to her. God's not looking out for your best interests. He's trying to take all your fun away. But what's really true, Eve, is that if you eat from that tree, you'll be like God. He doesn't want you to have that, so he lied to you. And he doesn't want you to have all the power he has where you could decide good and evil by yourself, where you don't have to listen to him. That's the truth. The Bible's the devil's number one weapon, which is my favorite sermon, which is this text, but I'm not going to get into it right now, is that you can do what you want without having a consequence, and you could decide evil on your own. In other words, you could decide on your own what's right for you. How, how many times have you heard that? Well, I'm just going to do what's right for me. That is the basis of sin. It's the foundation of sin. If you ever hear someone, be whoever you are, that's a slippery slope. You need to be who God created you to be, not who you want to be. Some of you would love to be, <laughs> have 20 women. You got one wife, you would love to have 20 women, but you better not. It ain't going to work out. You would love to not go to work every day and still be able to stay home and get paid. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, I, I see what's going on over here. Okay, we got to preach over. <laughs> we preach over here. <laughs> How many of you, by a show of hands, when you do what God tells you not to do, you know when you are doing it that you are committing a sin? Okay, raise your hand really high, all the campuses. Keep your hands up just for a minute. I want all y'all to look around the room. Okay? Okay, you can put your hands down. So here's what's happening. God tells you this is wrong, and then you have an opportunity to do it. Let's talk gossip, because that's probably the most common one. You're in a gossiping conversation, people are gossiping, and you, you have this. Someone says, don't you think she's arrogant? And, and, and there's always this in it. <laughs> 
Gotta put some, some, some hip in it. And you know, she, she just think that and she just said that and she just thinks she all that. She got all, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and the Holy Spirit says, don't say anything. And you know it. Can I get an amen? This is an example. There's many different examples like this where you know what you're getting ready to do is wrong and you have a choice. Do I believe God or do I believe the devil telling me I can do this? That I can decide good and evil on my own. There won't be any consequence. That's a decision you make. And when you make that decision, you are consciously deciding, I am going to trust the devil and not God. That is a spiritual battle. Remember, there's only two kingdoms, God's kingdom, Satan's kingdom. You do not have your own kingdom, and you are not in, never not in the war. You are always in the war. So when that happens, you have to make a decision. Next week, we're going to be talking about your mind and how you have to take every thought captive. We'll get into that next week. But this is a decision, a point of decision. But first, you have to know this is a spiritual battle. It's not only a mental battle. It's a spiritual battle. And the devil's saying, say, say she's, she's arrogant. Say it, say it, say it, say it. And God's saying, don't say it. And you're like, she's arrogant. <laughs> and you knew it. You ever see people on TV, people commit crimes all the time on TV. It's so ridiculous. I'm not going to say any names of some of these trials where people, you know they're guilty. I'm innocent. <laughs> you had the gun in your hand, the blood over your shirt, a match, and you had the flight, they got cameras, they got this, and you over, over the body, and you're not, no, it, it was me, but I'm not, I'm not guilty. Really? You're guilty. You know it. So what do you do? When you get in that situation, and we'll talk more about this next week, you have to make a decision. Who am I going to obey? It's a spiritual warfare. Number three. Number three. An accusing spirit. Remember the devil is accuser. He accused God of lying. Now he's going to accuse you of your own sin. An accusing spirit of shame introduces the death of innocence. Look at number six. Verse six. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, Pleasant to the eyes, a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave to her husband, and he ate. And the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were naked, and sewed, their, sewed fig leaves together to make themselves coverings. It's, if you remember in Genesis chapter 3, uh, chapter 2, verse 24 and 25, the very two verses before chapter 3, verse 1 that we started today. It says they were naked and not ashamed. Now all of a sudden, they're naked and ashamed. Where'd that come from? The devil. You know, if I have Christ in my life, I have no reason to be ashamed. He bore my shame on the cross. He took it away. The devil gave it to me. He took it away. And what did he say? The devil said, you did exactly. Hey, here's what the devil said. You can eat from the tree. Nothing will happen. They eat from the tree. You're busted. How many of you, by a show of hands, you were getting ready to do something you knew God didn't want you to do. You did it anyway, knowing it was sin, and then after you did it, you felt guilty, shamed, embarrassed. Raise your hand. Huh. Ain't that something? What a coincidence. All y'all have the same experience. You know what happened? The devil lied to you, told you that you will not suffer consequence. Then you did it. Then you suffered the consequence. And he was accusing you. He accused God to you that God lied to you. Then he accused you to God saying, God, they, you're, that's your son, your daughter. And look what they did. That's spiritual. And guess what? How many of y'all go through that all the time? Oh, come on now. Well, maybe you didn't understand the question. 
If the answer is yes, raise your hand. How many of y'all go through that all the time? Let me tell you why. This is so simple but so profound. The devil is a master deceiver. What does that mean? Is that he's been doing that to you all your life. And he's been tricking you to think it's not him. You think it's God. You think it's you. You think it's that person or that person. It's him. It's him. It's him dealing with your head. It's him dealing with their head because we're all in a spiritual battle. And every time you deal with somebody, whenever you gossip, oh, whenever you gossip, you are giving voice to the devil. The devil says, he thinks he's all that. But he can't say it himself. He uses your voice. He says, why don't you say that? Yeah, he thinks he's all that. And then he goes to the other person. Why don't you say he thinks he's all this? And they say that. And you go back and forth, back and forth. Both of y'all giving voice to the devil. <laughs> At some point you have to break that spiritual battle and destroy the works of the devil by trusting in the word of God. Amen. This is the truth. The devil gives you a lie. This is the truth. That's why if you don't read this, talk about this, study this, memorize this, learn it, live it, demonstrate it, you will lose this battle. Come into church once a week, once every other week, once every third week, whatever the average person comes to church 1.8 times a month. That's not even two times. How are you going to fight that battle? Just imagine going to the gym 1.8 times a month. That means you go once, and then the next time you go, you just kind of go like that, <laughs> 0.8. <laughs> And you work out one leg. <laughs> How are you going to get in shape? And this battle is so much more important. You're going to lose. And then you wonder why my life is all jacked up. Well, church not doing me any good. No, church is, is you're not doing God any good. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Our time is running out. Look at number four in your notes. Number four, an accusing spirit, the devil, of condemnation, this is where he accuses you to yourself again, destroys our intimacy before God. Verse 8, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees. Can you hide from God? <laughs> Can you hide from God? Can you hide your thoughts from God? Can you hide the intents of your heart from God? So when you said you sin and you know you're sinning, guess who also knows? God. And you couldn't even count how many times a day you do that. Because even when you're driving down the street and someone cuts you off and you go, mm -hmm, in your mind. God goes, I heard that. And you knew that was wrong. It's, it's moment by moment by moment by moment by moment. It's moment by moment by moment by moment by moment. It is moment by moment by moment. Next week we're going to talk about renewing your mind, where your mind can actually change the way it thinks and processes each moment of every day. Who is our teacher? One more time, who is our teacher? You have to walk with him moment by moment by moment by moment by moment. Holy Spirit, this person just yelled at me. And the Holy Spirit, what do I do? Oh, just chill, smile, pray for him. <laughs> Holy Spirit may just tell you that. Or the Holy Spirit may say, ask him how their mom's doing. And then you, if you're obedient, you'll ask how their mom's doing. And they'll tell you their mom is 
hurting or going through something or their dad or their whatever, and then you go, oh, now I get it. Now ask them, can you pray for them? Just 60 seconds ago, they cursed at you. That's a whole different conversation. Can I get amen? That's speaking life. That's a kingdom warrior right there. That's, that's so simple, powerful. Uh, look, look, look what it says in verse 4. Uh, I'm sorry, not verse 4. Verse 8, it says, they hid from God. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees. Verse 9, the Lord God called to Adam and said, where are you? Everyone say, where are you? Number five in your notes, a lying spirit accuses God of being vindictive and angry, a God that you need to hide from, a God that you need to think doesn't love you, won't bless you, won't answer your prayer, won't forgive you, who's forgotten about you, who has abandoned you. None of that is true. None of that is true. I have a daughter that does not walk with God. She's 31 years old. She hasn't walked with God for a long time. I love her to death. I've cried, screamed, yelled, prayed for a long time. I love her to death. And if I, being a sinner, can love my kid, how much more can your heavenly father, who is perfect, love you when you've done stuff? It's it's not complicated. The devil's lying to you. You do not need to hide from God. If you came to God and said, God, I'm sorry, I did all this. First he would say, I already know. If I wanted to get you, I could have got you. I don't need you to confess to me so I can know. I already know. I was there when you did it. I was there when you were contemplating doing it. I was telling you not to do it. I, was, I know everything. I know more about it than you. He just wants you to know. And you to confess. Because he doesn't want to force himself on you. He wants you to come to him because you love him. So Adam and Eve are hiding. Like, you can't hide from God. God can't see me. Come on, fool. <laughs> Look at number five in your notes. A lying spirit accuses God of being vindictive and angry. Uh, so go to the next one. Number six in your notes. The spirit of fear causes us to hide and run from God. A spirit of fear. Everyone say spirit of fear. Verse 10. He said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. There is a spirit that will instigate fear. Not only of God, of life. Of, when I say nothing, of what you don't even know. How many of you have had a spirit of fear and you didn't even know what you were fearful of? Think about that. Next time you get a spirit of fear, go to a couple things. One, what am I being scared of? Write it down. Try to write it down. That's one of the best things you could do is write it down. Because if you can't write something, you really don't know it. So if you don't know it, don't trip. But if you can write it down, I am scared that. I am scared that. And then you may say, I'm going to be homeless in a week. Well, you got money in the bank. You got family. You got a job. What you tripping on? It would take you so long to be homeless if you lost your job and everybody abandoned you, your mom. Your I mean, come on. You could sleep at a friend's house. You get a hotel, motel, holiday inn, whatever it is. <laughs> All the old people remember that. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, well, that wasn't that funny. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> but if you could... But if you could write it down, you often will see once you write it, you'll look at it and go, that is dumb. That's dumb. 
spirit of fear. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of sonship, Romans 8, 15. So that means that God has not done that to you. That's the devil. And a kingdom warrior destroys the work of the devil. By the way, a kingdom warrior destroys the work of the devil in their own life, and God could use them to destroy it in someone else's life. That's when you come real productive for the kingdom. And number seven, this is the last one, and then we're going to do prayer time here. It says, an accusing spirit, remember the devil is an accuser, cancels personal responsibility and causes us to blame other people. Oh, wow. Raise your hand if you've ever blamed somebody else for anything. Raise your hand. Oh, look at all these little demonic accusers. <laughs> you know a good way to think about this? When you start, say, wait a minute. I am giving voice to an accusing spirit. I don't want to do that. And by the way, in your heart, you're going to go, I know I shouldn't do it, but it feels so good. Sinning feels good to our sinful nature. Can I get amen? Because it makes you think when you pull someone down that you're above them. Because you can't pull someone down unless you feel like you're below them. So it makes you feel good that, man, I could be above them. God says, you're neither. Look what it says in verse 11. To 13. God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded that you should not? In other words, that's the only reason this all would have happened, your sin. And the man said, the woman whom you gave me. <laughs> she gave me the tree and I ate. Oh, my goodness. Oh my, I got, let me channel Shanene. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> How many of y'all know Shanene? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How many of you do not know Shanene? <laughs> Google Shanene. <laughs> Honey, how do we spell Shanene? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ask one of your friends that you've been saying hi to at church. <laughs> <laughs> the woman you gave me, verse 13. The Lord said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the devil made me do it. The only person responsible for you is you. God don't want to hear it. God don't want to hear it. You stand before God. You act before God. You deal with yourself. Blaming other people for anything. Deal with yourself. Because you're a kingdom warrior. It's not about you being right over someone else. It's about you representing the glory of God in your life. And when God sends people into your life who may be doing sinful things and be wrong, that's between them and God and for you to minister to them so they can understand who God is. That's your job. Don't let the devil get in and you will, he'll, he will constantly, because he's a deceiver, he's a spirit of error, he's a lying spirit, he's a murderer, he's a, he's a thief, he's an accuser, he's tempter, he's a, your enemy, he's all that. He's so slick. You have to have the mind of Christ and the spirit of God guiding you because you cannot do this on your own. And so here's what we're going to do in a minute. We're going to pray in all the campuses. There are some of you in here, you need to give your life to Christ because the only way to destroy the works of the devil in your life is to ask Christ to be your savior and that you receive the spirit of God in you. And number two, there are a lot of you in here right now, you've prayed 
Years ago, you come to church, you read your Bible, so you go to, to our group, whatever it is, and then you still got these, these bondages in you. Doubt, fear, condemnation, anxiety, depression, whatever it is, and these spiritual battles that you're losing. Some of you need to say, Lord, I just need to surrender myself afresh. Recommit my commitment to you, to trust in you. Are you following what I'm saying? And so I'm going to ask all you to bow your heads and pray. There are some of you here today, you need to surrender today. You cannot Win this battle doing it by yourself. You can't 1.8 a month your spiritual walk. We need to be all in with our whole life. Lord, thank you so much for everybody here. Thank you for someone, everybody in all the campuses. And we pray that you would open our eyes that we may see how much we need to trust you and depend on you and speak to you and listen to you every moment of every day. Reveal to us the spiritual demonic activity in our life, the liars in our life in the spiritual realm. There are some of you in here, you need to give your life to Christ. You need to surrender your life to Christ to ask him to be your savior. And there are some of you in here, you've done that, but you want to recommit yourself to him. You want the Holy Spirit to... Empower you, fill you, as we talked about last week, that you may break these strongholds in your life. If that's you, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. One prayer for both groups. Pray, dear God, I believe I'm a sinner, that Jesus died and rose from the dead. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Please set me free. Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. I commit my life to you. I cannot fight this battle on my own. Thank you for your faithfulness and your love. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, I'm going to ask you to stand in about 30 seconds, if you prayed that prayer, whether you prayed it to be saved or you prayed it to recommit your life to him, don't believe the lie that's going on in your head telling you, you don't need to stand. Or the lie telling you, people are going to judge you. You've been here going for years and now they think you're going forward. What that's all about? That is the devil talking to you. God loves you. And there is no condemnation for those who love God and those who are in Christ and called according to his purpose. So I'm going to count to three. If you prayed that prayer for whatever reason, whether you gave your life to Christ or whether you're recommitting your life to Christ, I'm going to ask you to stand. One, get your legs ready. Two, three, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Stay standing. Good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless all of y'all. God bless all of y'all. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless all of y'all. Amen. Here's what we're going to do right now. We're going to ask in a minute, we're going to ask all y'all who are standing to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up and the ushers will bring you down. The rest of us, we want to celebrate them and encourage them. So if you're standing, come out of your seat and come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. How are you? God bless you. Stay right there. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Come forward, everybody. Just come forward. Face me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just stay here. God bless you. Good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. 
God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless all y'all. God bless you. Come on, give him a hand. God bless y'all. God bless you. As these people come from upstairs, let me say something that is 100% racially motivated. Say racially motivated. You're comfortable. Uh, I want to say something that's racially motivated. Sin doesn't discriminate. He don't care what you look like. Matter of fact, he'll turn what you look like into a sin. Accusing someone else of being different, better, worse, or whatever. Are you following what I'm saying? He, he don't care. We all, we all have sin. But here's the great news. God don't discriminate neither. He forgives everybody and loves everybody. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Let's give these people a big hand. God bless y'all. Amen. Time's running out, so I'll just be very brief. Uh, God loves every single one of you, no better, no worse than either, either the other person. Don't believe the hype in the world. And God has an amazing plan for every single one of you. He doesn't have the same plan, though. He has a unique plan just for you. That's perfect for you. How he created you and designed you. Are you, are you, are you following what I'm saying? And all you got to do is walk in that. Don't believe the liar. The liar has a whole bunch of schemes to cause division between us and in our, even internal and between us and God. But now you know the truth of the word of God that's going to defeat those lies. Next week we're going to talk about getting your mind wrapped around the truth. You need to know that. So come back and bring some. Be a, be a kingdom warrior and bring somebody. Can I get amen? Lord, I thank you for these people. I pray you bless them. Thank you for what you're doing here. Holy Spirit, we pray that speak to us all week. I pray we listen to you. I pray we trust you. I pray we submit to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody, sit, everybody standing, we're going to give you all, take, take a right turn and walk this way. Let's give them a big hand. Let's give them a big hand as they come out. Come on. Come on, we got to give them a big hand. Let's get right up. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> come on now, church. Come on now, church. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. <laughs> What's up, girls? Amen. Come on, someone, give them one last push as they go in there. Amen.
Come on, balcony. Come on, balcony. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Security. There's a little girl in front. Security. <laughs> Amen. It's about time that little girl repented. I've been watching her. 